Are you a virtual assistant juggling all the things? You know, inquiries, contracts, payments. It can feel a little overwhelming at times trying to keep up with everything, right? Well, meet your new business BFF, insert HoneyBook. Think of HoneyBook as the upgrade your VA business didn't even know that it needed, taking you from beginner to polished and professional in no time. I've been using HoneyBook since day one of my business, and let me tell you, it's been a lifesaver for this busy mom. It's user-friendly, lets you automate workflows, and my favorite part is that it's completely customizable, so it'll look like it's native to your brand. I know what you're thinking. Do I really need a customer management platform? Well, spoiler alert, yes, you do. It's the secret ingredient that's given my VA business a 98% success rate of turning curious inquiries into solid bookings. Now, here's the deal. You can score an amazing 50% off right now if you use the link in the show notes. That's right. You heard that correctly. 50% off your entire subscription for any plan. And trust me when I say your business deserves the HoneyBook Upgrade. Welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Mom Movement Podcast. If you tuned into last week's episode, then you know we were talking all about Meta's newest social media platform called Threads. Well, you guys loved that episode so much that I thought we could do another social media episode for those of you who have been wanting to up-level their social media marketing strategy but are intimidated by Instagram feel overwhelmed, or maybe just don't even know where to start. All right, let's dive on in. Have you ever felt like society isn't built for moms? Maybe you're a mama with a tiny voice in your head telling you there must be another way to balance it all. You know, working, momming, all the things. Yep, I had it too. And it likely means you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Amanda Resch, a Southern mama with big city sensibilities. I'm the girl that took a daydream and built a profitable virtual assistant business all in the middle of a global pandemic. Now, I work from home alongside some of the biggest bloggers and influencers while running a six-figure agency. Come along as we dive into business, marketing, strategy, and real life as a female entrepreneur. I'm all about simple, easy, actionable steps that get real results. This podcast is for the millennial mom that is ready to kick imposter syndrome and start making money on her own terms. Get ready as we dig in, do the work, and redefine what it means to be a working mom. This is the Millennial Mom Movement. Now, I'm going to be the first to admit that Instagram is a powerful tool. It can also be overwhelming and exhausting. I personally like to think of it like a coin. It all depends on which side you're looking at. So to help you reduce the overwhelm that can come with trying to market yourself on social media, I'm going to introduce you to a custom strategy that I've curated that I personally use on Instagram that keeps the posting to a minimum and the clients flowing on in. Are you ready? Okay, first, I want you to just listen 
and digest, take notes, and then go implement. And I really want you to keep an open mind because I think part of the reason that we get overwhelmed with Instagram is that there's so much noise. Noise like, should I be posting reels every day? Should I be posting carousel? Should I be posting static posts? Should I do photos? Do I need a brand shoot? Do I need a business account? Do I need a personal account? Do I need a creator account? Do I need a graphic designer? Do I like you feel like you need all of these people and all of these things to even get started on the platform? I have implemented this exact strategy myself and it has worked like gangbusters. So here we go. All right, step one. I want you to hop on over to Canva. It's my all-time favorite platform. Don't know what we would do without it. I want you to pick colors that feel good for you, but also that would resonate with your ideal client. So I'm going to use this example for my fellow virtual assistants. If you're a virtual assistant, I want you to think about who it is that you're trying to reach. For instance, let's say that your ideal client is in the health and wellness space. They're really holistic and they're very into organic and green products and living a healthy life. A color palette that might appeal to them might be more neutral, more muted, more earth tones in line with what they're interested in and the type of marketing they're used to seeing to where if they saw that, they would say, oh, this person gets me. They understand what I like. This is my person. Now, oftentimes when we're picking like a color palette and things like that, again, it can be very overwhelming. But I just want you to pick something and I want you to go with it. The other thing is a lot of times we're thinking about what we like. And while we might like it, oftentimes we're not our ideal audience. So we want to be really mindful of the fact that while we may love the color yellow, if we're trying to target a professional X, Y, and Z, yellow may not be the color for them. So we have to keep that in mind. The next thing I want you to do is pick two fonts, a heading font and a subheading font. I want these to be a serif font. Do not do cursive. It is too hard to read. It takes too much brain power. Just don't do it. Just do yourself a favor. Pick some serif fonts. Pick two. And I want you to stick to those for the duration of this exercise. Do not change your colors and do not change your fonts. This one simple decision is going to elevate your social media presence is going to make you look professional and is going to make you look trustworthy. Trust me when I say this, you want to look elevated, trustworthy, and professional. Assuming that we're starting an account from scratch, if you're not, no worries. Do you have to go and delete all of your posts? I mean, it's up to you. If it's a bunch of posts of your kids and you just want to keep posting cute pictures of your kids, maybe you just start a new account. If you're okay with like cleaning up your account a little bit and transferring it over to your virtual assistant account, then do that. Don't overthink it. I just want you to make a decision and go with it. But for the purpose of this exercise, let's pretend like we're starting with an account from zero. So I want you to pick a picture that is of your face for one. I don't want to see like the back of your head or like your hair in front of your face. Ideally, you would be smiling in this photo. Ideally, there would also be nobody else in this photo and you're not holding something like a glass of wine. And I want to be able to see your eyes. This is extremely important. Did you know that just by simply seeing a photo with your eyes and somebody smiling, trust increases by consumers by over 50%. Isn't that wild? That's big. That's a large percentage. 
So if you can do that one simple thing, great. Do you need a professional headshot? Absolutely not. If you don't have a photo of yourself, get a tripod or a stack of books, stand next to a solid background with decent lighting, like a window not behind you where you look like you're glowing, and snap some photos. It could be that simple. This is basically what I did before I could afford a brand shoot. And I could not afford a brand shoot until like a year into my business, okay? So don't be discouraged if you're in that place. Now I want you to think about, you've probably already answered this question as we've talked about it multiple times on the podcast. So if you've listened to the podcast, you've probably heard me say this. Or if you're in our signature course, Full-Time VA, we have a module that deep dives into this. I want you to answer this question, and this is going to basically be the anchor for everything in your social media strategy. Are you ready? The question is, I help blank with blank so that they can blank. So for instance, I'm going to do the example that we just talked about. I help fitness coaches with social media content creation so that they can reach their ideal client and grow their business. I don't know. I'm just making this up. You're going to know who you help and what you help them with so that they can do that. The reason that we want to answer this question now is so that everything else in this process goes back to that one question. So now that we know who we help and what we help them with and why we help them, I want you to put that in your Instagram bio. So you're going to put your name and then you're going to put who you are. So if you're a virtual assistant, I want you to put like Amanda dash virtual assistant in your name. If you are a Pinterest manager or a podcast manager or anything else, I want you to put that next to your name. So Amanda dash podcast manager, Amanda dash graphic designer, Amanda dash personal trainer, Amanda dash blah, whatever it is, put it next to your name. The reason that we're going to do that is because there's two things that are SEO optimized and searchable on Instagram. And one of them is your name. So if you can get your keyword and your name, when somebody goes to the search functionality of Instagram and types in virtual assistant, the likelihood that your account will pop up is much higher than somebody else who doesn't have that in their name. Obviously, you still want it in your bio regardless, but if you don't want to put it in next to your name, at least have it in your bio. Ideally, it would probably be both. So Amanda Dash Virtual Assistant, in your bio, you're going to answer the question, I help blank with blank so that they can blank. It's extremely important to make sure that you put your niche in your bio so that if somebody comes across your profile, You're not just attracting the right person, but you're also repelling the people that you don't want to waste your time with. I can't tell you how many times people have come across my account and it is optimized in this exact capacity. And they're asking me like, can I build out a website for them? Nowhere on my website or in my social media handle does it say that I'm a graphic designer. But even after the fact that I still haven't said it, people will still reach out to me, even after I've made it clear. So can you imagine how many inquiries you're going to get if you just say, I'm a virtual assistant? It's too broad. You need to put your niche in there because you need to be able to attract and repel the right people. Okay, now that you have your bio down, the next portion that we're going to think about is the link. The link is very important. We do not want to do a link tree style 
for the purpose of this exercise. If your goal is to grow your business, I don't want people to be confused about how they can become your customer. So I want you to pick one link. And ideally, this would be something that is going to convert them into either like a call with you or they can directly check out with your services or something like that. Maybe it's a contact form. Maybe it's a Calendly link where they can book a call. The easiest way to get them into your onboarding process or in your sphere so that you can talk to them and convert them into a client is what I want that link to be. Now, once you're far enough into your business where you might have multiple service offerings and maybe you have kind of different revenue streams, sure, you can do a link tree style where there's like two or three different links that's still very clear as to what those links are and where it's going to take them. But as of right now, if we're just starting out and we're thinking about a solid Instagram strategy, less is more. We've tested this with our influencer clients inside of the agency. And if we do a link tree style, I can't tell you like how high the bounce rate goes. But if we trade it out with a simple, let's say our goal is to increase revenue through their affiliate marketing platform like LTK or like to know it. If you've ever followed an influencer, you've likely interacted with this platform. When we trade out their link in bio to just LTK, their follower count goes up, their conversion rate goes up, their commission rate goes up or overall revenue. It is insane. It's because you have to make it easy for the consumer. They already have to click the link in bio. Let's not make an additional click. So that's my advice there. Okay, now that we've gotten your bio all set up, your profile picture is there, it's time to start creating some content, right? This is the part where you're like, oh my God, it's overwhelming. I don't know where to start. It's too much. I don't really want to like dance on reels. I don't want to do it. So don't. (laughs) That's my advice. Here is my secret sauce to attracting your dream clients. I want you to create nine posts. Nine posts that coordinate with that color palette and those fonts that you picked out in Canva that resonate well with the person that you're trying to reach. And also, you probably like them too. That's fine. And I want you to think about, okay, if somebody's never met me, what information do they need in order for them to convert from, hey, I've never heard of you to, yes, please take my money. I want to work with you. You're amazing. And you're going to change my life. What information do they need? And I want you to put those in nine posts. Now, the posts themselves, I don't want to say that they don't matter, but the avenue that you select doesn't matter. Whether it's a static post, whether it's a carousel, whether it's a reel, whether it's an image and you talk about it in your caption, it doesn't matter. Can you do a variety? Absolutely. Do I recommend that? Yeah, I do. I do because each different style of post can serve a different purpose. So I would probably do something like a photo of you where you're smiling and happy and look cute. And maybe that's an introduction. Who you are, why you got started, a little bit about your service offerings. Boom. Maybe you do a reel that's talking about, hey, this is how we can work together. This is what the process looks like. Maybe you do a carousel that showcases, okay, these are the different packages I offer. These are the different ways that we can work together. Or here's five testimonials of clients that are raving about X, Y, and Z. You're going to know the journey that your clients need to walk through to get from that maybe to that yes. And I want you to keep in mind with this that we are assuming that this person has never seen you before on the internet. So they went to Instagram and they thought to themselves, I'm ready to hire 
a Pinterest manager. And they typed in Pinterest manager and they looked at five profiles and they landed on yours. And now they're looking at your content. What do you want them to know? That's what you put in those nine posts. And the reason that we do nine is because it's going to make the grid look full and it's going to give them enough information to where they're going to say either yes or no. Now, the other thing that I want you to think about are your highlights. I want you to be really intentional with your highlights and I want you to walk them through the customer journey. So obviously, in order to have highlights, you have to have Instagram stories so that you can save them to your highlights. So these highlights could be things like testimonials, showcasing your expertise on a topic, behind the scenes of you working, showcasing your work, shout outs to your existing clients, celebrating milestones, what it's like to work together, how to get started, the process of onboarding, what a project looks like, what they can expect, all of these things that might be barriers and they might be nervous about. If you place these inside of your highlights, if somebody's nervous about, well, am I going to like their work? Okay, well, let's look at their work history or whatever you want to call it. Work history is probably not a good title for the highlight. I don't know. It could be called portfolio or something like that. And they click on that and then they can see all the amazing work that you've done. Or maybe they're nervous because they're like, oh, I don't know. I've never heard of this person. Are they credible? Okay, so then they go to your testimonial highlight and they see all of these screenshots of clients saying, oh my gosh, this is so cute. Oh, I love this. I've never seen such amazing copy or, you know, whatever it is that you do. And that's in there. And they're like, okay, done. Like, I want to be one of those raving clients. I need help. Boom. They click the link in the bio. They book a call with you. And the next thing you know, like you've got a new client. It is that simple. I probably have multiple times throughout the week where I get an Instagram message from somebody that's like, hey, I was searching for a virtual assistant on Instagram or I was looking for somebody to help support me with blank and your profile popped up. And we have that happen on Instagram as well as Google pretty frequently. So that's what tells me that this strategy worked. And I'll be the first one to say I do not post on social media daily. Should I at this point? Maybe. But do I? No. Do you want to know why? I'm going to tell you. Because when you are a business, the number of people that follow you on social media does not matter. Spoiler alert, my friend, you do not need a large social media following to have a successful business. I can say firsthand, I have never had tens of thousands of people following me on Instagram. And guess what? that has not had an impact on my business. Now, if your goal is to be a content creator, absolutely, you need to focus on growing your business because typically you're going to be working with brands and doing affiliate marketing and you're gonna need a large audience. But if you're a virtual assistant, an OBM, a service provider, an online business owner, whatever your role is as a business owner, an educator maybe, I guarantee you don't need a large social media following to have the success that you know you deserve. What matters is your clients, your marketing strategy, how you're funneling new people into your business, and how you're serving them well. And retaining those clients and giving such an amazing experience that they refer you to all of their friends. That is going to grow your business. So I hope this strategy gives you some peace of mind knowing that It really can be simple and it can be easy and you can make social media work for you and not the other way around. So 
if you are hanging out on social media, I invite you to come hang out with me. My handle is at Amanda Rush Holmes, and I'd love to hear your biggest takeaway from today's episode. All right, friends, I'll see you guys next week. Bye for now.